Welcome back, everybody, to In The Loop. What is up, everybody? My name is Michael Burpo, and thanks again for listening to In The Loop. This week, I'm going to start a new mini-series on here, and this will be kind of whenever I decide I'm going to do an episode for it. It's just going to be a solo podcast. I'm calling it Breaking Down the Best. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick out my favorite e-commerce websites around the web that I probably have purchased off of or might purchase off of. And I'm going to kind of break down what I think they do really well. And I'm going to try to see if I can translate that into jewelry website terms and give you some actionable advice that you might be able to take and kind of spruce up your own web presence. Uh, This first one is going to be about StockX. StockX is a website where you can uh, buy and sell your own apparel, but it's for luxury, streetwear, fashion. They also do things like, you know, pocketbooks and stuff like that, but what they're best known for is sneakers. I recently bought a sneaker um, off of there and I'm really proud of it, but also I thought the experience of buying with them was very impressive. So I'm going to explain everything that I saw that I thought made them the best. And I hope that you learn something and uh, make something that will improve your own website. All right. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Punchmark, the jewelry industry's favorite website platform. Whether you're looking for better e-commerce performance, business growth, or campaigns that drive traffic and sales, Punchmark's website and marketing services were made just for you. It's never too late to transform your business with a user-friendly, point-of-sale integrated website platform designed for growth and results. Sign up for your free demo today at punchmark.com. While you're enjoying this week's episode, take a moment and leave us a star rating on the Spotify mobile app. Or if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a star rating and a review. It's the best way to help us grow and to show that you're really enjoying the show. Thanks. And now, back to the show. What is up, everybody? My name is Michael Burpo. Today, I'm kind of doing something a little bit different. This is going to be a new mini series that I'm going to sprinkle in into uh, the rotation or lineup at In The Loop. And this series is going to be called Breaking Down the Best. And what these are going to be is breaking down e-commerce, mainly brands and websites and different kind of organizations that I think do e-commerce, but also marketing really well. Uh, so unfortunately, a lot of these are going to be brands that I interact with primarily. So you're probably going to get sick of hearing about the ones that I like. So I'm definitely open to taking suggestions from uh, our listeners, but I think I'm going to just go through and uh, start with the brands that I interact with the most. And I'm going to call out the things that I think we can learn from that and maybe strengthen our own e-commerce presence. Uh, the first episode that I would like to start with, or first website, I guess, is StockX. And To give an idea of what StockX is, StockX is a website where people can buy and sell higher-end luxury uh, streetwear and fashion clothing. So it's kind of like an eBay. There is a bid and buy option that's on there, but it's primarily... Hmm. It's it's more about like luxury streetwear, I guess, is the main kind of aspect of that. So I keep saying streetwear. Let's define it a little bit. Streetwear is like sneakers. 
Um, so what I'm going to be talking about primarily is about um, a recent purchase I made, and that's kind of what prompted me to be interested in this whole process. Um, but streetwear can also be things like um, more luxury goods. They have like Louis Vuitton on there and Coach and Gucci and stuff like that and Prada, um, you know, high-end uh, bags and um, or just clothing by them. And you can buy it used or gently used. And StockX has this really cool feature where they will verify if the validity or the realness of something. And it's part of what makes them uh, the best in the business at what they do. So I recently purchased a pair of, oh man, I'm going to tell you guys exactly what they are so that you guys will be very jealous, maybe not. <laughs> um, they're called Jordan Ones. Um, so they're like a pair of sneakers and I bought them for myself as a treat after um, I had my first gallery opening. And I usually buy a pair of sneakers um, to kind of commemorate like a, a big moment. Um, I usually only buy one pair of sneakers a year. No point in having like, you know, 50 pairs of shoes. To me, I buy like one a year and over time I've, you know, grown my collection just a little bit. I don't want to be seen, you know, <laughs> dropping all of my money into sneakers, though I could. But when I bought this pair of sneakers and here's the whole process. So StockX, what they do very well is they have a brand. And I think what their brand is cycled around is like this hype beast culture. So um, this is like people that, you know, care about sneakers are the kind of people that are shopping drops. Drops are, um, I guess, very limited quantity um, at a very specific time when a product is released. And you have to, you know, buy it as quickly as possible. Otherwise, it's going to be sold out and you're going to have to buy it on the secondary market. And the secondary market, usually they <laughs> mark those bad boys right up. So I usually buy things on the secondary market. Um, I don't usually buy stuff off of uh, drops. I have in the past from um, different, you know, clothing brands like, you know, 100 Thieves. I've talked about them in the past. But buying from the secondary market, not as bad as you expect. And StockX, you know, validates things and makes sure that you get the, the right ones. But what I think is great is StockX knows that their brand is kind of somewhere between, um, you know, Louis Vuitton, Nike, and like eBay and or, or Amazon, ah, probably more eBay. And because they position themselves in there, there's the buying and selling aspect. So it kind of needs to feel human and you need to kind of trust that this is not going to scam you. There's the high fashion luxury aspect where there's some shoes on here like trust me I've looked at some expensive shoes on here uh never to buy but just to kind of window shop and there's shoes on here for you know nine ten you know twenty thousand dollars or you know and people would sell them to you and it's like a again it's the trust aspect that I think is pretty impressive and their brand is all circled around that. So things are very approachable. They use large color blocks on their homepage. If you pull it up, it's just stock X. And they use, um, again, kind of like how Nike does it. They use the color blocking in the images to uh, operate as kind of like an element inside of the website design. And the first thing you see is they present you with products right on the homepage. And I think that that's one thing I find is very uh, successful. I think that a lot of brands are starting to almost obfuscate this a little bit more um, and their homepages are becoming less profound 
than the way that we saw them back in the day because now everything is circled around, you know, these buy funnels and putting people on landing pages that are tailored to the specific part of their buy funnel, blah, 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 blah. It's more like, it's more like they want you to know what they're about. So, you know, Nike and Amazon, they kind of have like, you never really see what Amazon's homepage is. Like, you don't really know because it's so tailored to your, you know, shopping that you're never going to see like an untailored Amazon page. But with StockX, they kind of start at that and they're going to have the categories at the top is a their, you know, marquee shoe right now. It's I'll talk about it more later, but it's the Nike Air Force One that they made in collaboration with Tiffany and Co, which I think is hilarious. It's just a pair of black Air Force Ones, which are very common shoes, um, sneakers, but with a Tiffany blue, Tiffany green, I don't remember, uh, swoosh. And that color is <laughs> everywhere now because it's obviously a marquee, but right below it, they have this recommended for you. And I think that's also another kind of part that I think is very impressive where they use your shopping habits to kind of present you with better shoes. So on here, they know that I was looking at the Tiffany shoes. So, uh, they've got a pair of, um, SB dunks that were a collaboration with, um, you know, some company like that. I'm looking, they've got the big red boots, which I don't know if you've ever seen them. If any of you have ever been on TikTok, they're very popular. Uh, they're called the mischief big red boot. Um, I mean, they're going for $1,300. So don't recommend them to you. Uh, they've got popular brands just below that. It's like kind of like, um, like a five up widget. So on here they have Jordan, Supreme, Louis Vuitton, beer brick and PS five, which that's not even a brand. Um, as seen on Instagram. So I think that this is one of those things that it adds just that human element to it. And I would recommend, um, you know, this homepage is so attainable, especially for Punchmark clients. Um, I'm sure if you have a different website platform, this is very attainable too. There is nothing stopping you from taking heavy inspiration from this website and building something that is very similar to it for jewelry. And, um, you know, just taking the order of the recipe and making it on your own website. But what I love about the ad scene on Instagram is that it kind of is like in, almost like in stark contrast to the rest of the page because it's like a lot of lifestyle images, a lot of like very um, not kind of unprofessional, but like unedited images. They're obviously choosing these, but. I think that they uh, they have this hashtag got it on StockX and it's people showing pictures of their shoes and people um, in their outfits. And, you know, there's one with a person with their dog with a really nice shoe. There's um, folks of all backgrounds and, and nationalities and, um, you know, gender and races all over the world showing all their cool shoes and just trying to, you know, promote that kind of global look, which I love. And I have seen people be really successful with this in jewelry too. And I think that having a hashtag that works for you is really, really cool. We have a client that does it. Um, I'd recommend it. So uh, just having your Instagram on your homepage, honestly, a good idea. I would recommend that. All right, let's move on. And uh, that was the homepage breakdown. I think it's very, I mean, it's a its a long, long, long homepage. And it starts to turn into just like shopping widgets. And I think it's, you know, it's pretty pedestrian. Like it, it works. But this is why it's the best. So what I think is really interesting is when you start clicking inside of it, there is 
kind of a little bit of secret sauce that kind of goes a long way. So I opened up the shopping grid and I was looking at um, some of the filters and it allows you to not just sort by the brand. So, you know, Jordan, and it's not even about shopping for what size or because that's obviously important or release year, but allows you to shop inside of prices or inside of versions. So you can get like the Jordan 1 versus the Jordan 11. But on the exact same spot, those additional tailoring are customized all the way down to if you go away from that and you go in, you start looking at, for example, trading cards, which they sell there too. They sell like expensive Magic the Gathering cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, They allow for, you know, different filters. So for example, I just hit trading cards. They allow you to sort by grade. So this is, you know, there's grading for trading cards. So they can decide, all right, do you only want to shop for, um, it's called PSA 10 graded card? Well, that would be, uh, you know, that allows you to filter. And the filters are different depending on what you're shopping, which I think is, you know, really nifty. And it's a really well done um, kind of aspect of their website. Another thing I think is really interesting um, that I wanted to kind of call out is their use of these one-off landing pages. And I'm going to try to kind of explain it in the most simple terms because you can't see what I'm seeing, but they have this thing. So I had talked about it just a little bit before. They have this limited offer called the uh, Limited Edition Tiffany & Co. X Nike Air Force One Low, and they say for one U.S. dollar. And you're like, what? Those things that were just selling for $900. What you can do is you can basically enter into a uh, raffle or like a a giveaway and you bid $1. And if you get selected, you buy the shoes for $1. Obviously, that'd be insane. But the landing page is really, really, really well done. It's so simple. And I almost want to like make my own for In The Loop because it has just at the top, it's um just probably, let me look. Yeah, it's probably three sections long and I'll lay it out for you. At the top, they have a banner image of the shoes. Just below that, they have an all text skinny banner that says enter to win and it just says the title. Below that, they have the details and it says place a $1 bid for a chance to win the newest pair of these shoes. And there's a button says bid now. Below that, it says Tiffany Co. and Nike have teamed up to blah, 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 blah. It tells you a little bit more about it. They basically just reiterate it. They have three photos of the shoe. And then it says click bid now and place a bid. There's another button that says bid now. And it's like, you know what? The only point of this landing page is to get you to bid or to you know tell you about the giveaway. So they put two buttons on there, literally probably... Uh, 500 pixels away. I think it's pretty good. (laughs) I think that sometimes we are worried about being redundant. And I think that it's actually, you know, it might be good. It's it's almost like about being clear. So I thought I'd kind of bring that up. And finally, well, finally, one of the best things I think that StockX does, and this is when I recently bought these shoes, was the pure amount of information conveyance that they gave through the order process. And this is something um, I think that we all can do better, uh, punch mark included, but I think that the order process after the order sometimes gets overlooked because you already have their money, you know? But 
there's something about that process that almost is the marketing for the next purchase in the future. So I get this order immediately afterwards. I get a email that says, Hey, your order is confirmed. We're going to start the process of doing all this. You know, uh, you know, we're going to, here's what's going to happen next. And I received an email every single day until I got them. And it took about eight days. And it had like um, a process on this email. It shows like a little diagram. And it says, um, has five steps. It says, ordered, shipped it to StockX, because they have to look at the shoes, arrived at StockX, verified and shipped, and then delivered, delivered to me. And what's really interesting is they do the entire process in front of you. And they always break the email down into this, I'm going to say probably five sections. So they have the status at the top and where you are in the process. So they convey two things in one. The next step is uh, an ability to track your order. So they have that linked into there to allow people to track your order. Uh, They have a order summary. So they tell you the exact name, the style, the size, the purchase price, which I honestly, this is kind of a gamble on their part because you're reminding someone how much money you spent. And I'm like, oof, kind of every single time I opened it up, I was like, oh, was it really smart for me to buy these shoes? Like uh, I could have just brought, you know, some new balances down at the corner for, uh, you know, 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Um, And then you can see your order on the website, which I think is pretty cool. And then they tell you like what you can start doing um, with your order when you get it. And I think that that's kind of interesting too. So to take that into jewelry, how could we take that? I think it's over explaining where you are in the order, allowing you to track it because that's obviously, I track my order every single time because, you know, if I'm going to spend enough money on this, I need to follow it. And then telling people exactly what they ordered because it kind of gets them excited. And I think that we should just double down on this and this is now my third time buying off of StockX. And I think that they just do this so well that I know that when I do it again, I'm going to document the order process even better because I'm so impressed by how they do it. So the last thing I guess I wanted to kind of show and talk about is the branding and the kind of knowing your clientele. So obviously, the clientele that are shopping on StockX uh, for expensive sneakers versus uh, the people who are buying jewelry off of your website might be, I don't know, slightly different, I guess you might say. Um, but in the end, if we look at the products that we actually are offering between these two, not that different. One is a luxury item that's wearable, and the other is a luxury item also wearable. One of them is kind of, you could wear it every single day and wear it for two years, or you could kind of savor it and wear it for 10 years. And same thing with the other product. So the similarities are there. How you talk about it is that's the kind of difference. So StockX, again, it's kind of young, it's tech fluent, it's very, kind of has like an attitude, kind of has like a little bit of you know, swagger to it. I think that I would challenge listeners to think about what is your personal voice on your website and then check, you know, you can do this. You can place an order with yourself, uh, you know, for $1 and, you know, upload a $1 item onto your website through Site Manager. 
put it on there, have it be like a, just a random thing, and then order it with your own personal card. It's going to cost you $1, trust me. And see what it's like and see where the communication is and see where if you were a person that had to um, wait a little bit of time, where is it going well and where is it kind of falling down? Uh, the Punchmark website platform is made to send out communication um, when you change the status of a uh, of an order. So when you change it from you know confirmed to uh, shipped to completed, things like that, it should update and send out notifications. But take a look at what those notifications look like. You know, it's important. And no, I I always say like the best way to start a user test is you should do the exact expected thing and just be along for the ride. So whenever someone sends me like something to uh, QC for uh, the developers, QC meaning quality control, uh, the first thing I do is I try to do it exactly as they expected. And if it doesn't pass that, then you know we have a problem. So I would recommend everybody just take a look at their websites and kind of think a little bit more... Mm, intentionally about your website and think like, okay, I am this jewelry store and I'm in the Midwest and I primarily cater to these type of clients. Here's the question. Is that the type of clients that you're trying to attract or is that the type of clients you're getting because of your current voice and attitude and branding and et cetera? Or, oh, you're very happy. You're targeting the right demos. You're targeting, you know, 45 to 65 year olds um, that are wealthier, that have uh, enough money that they can buy, you know, three times a year, a luxury good. Um, well, maybe you kind of have to be like a little bit conservative, but how can you start to push the um, upper limits of that and start to present things in a way that builds their confidence or maybe challenges them? Maybe that's showing your Instagram on the bottom and showing um, hey, like this is what other people look like when they wear mine. And maybe it's going to push those customers a little bit outside their comfort zone and maybe be willing to um, try wearing pearls as like a, you know, a man, you know, who is normally right down the middle. Maybe, hey, you should try uh, purchasing some some pearls, pearl bracelet, pearl necklace. And th because this is, uh, you know, five of our clients that have done it in the past or here's Harry Styles doing it and we put it on our Instagram. Or maybe it's something like, um, you know, not just only displaying um, fashion jewelry or, or engagement rings on your, that's a better one. Maybe it's not just showing engagement rings on your um on your website and Instagram all the time and instead showing occasionally some gold jewelry or some diamond jewelry and making it so that it feels like a little bit more like, yeah, a guy could go in there or, or a, a woman could go in there, not just for her engagement ring. I think thinking intentionally is going to be the, the winning formula. All right. So that's about uh, 22 minutes of me rambling um, about how much I love this StockX website. And I think it's just something that um, is tangential to the luxury, uh, you know, luxury jewelry uh, ecosystem. In the end, it's a luxury. It's wearable. Uh, so we're not that far off. My next couple of ones of these, whenever I get around to doing them. Um, I'll try to do something that is not specifically luxury, but might be more along the lines of buying something that is a, um, you know, like an intentional buy. So 
if you like this, uh, leave me a <laughs> leave me a note. Send me an email. Actually, send me an email. Michael at punchmark.com. I never give out my personal email, but this email, if you made it to the end, I would actually like to hear what you thought. If you have a website you would recommend, I'll poke around and do the research and uh, let you know what I think. But in the meantime, go check out StockX. It's uh, S-T-O-C-K-X.com. Let me know if you think it's good or if it's a total miss and I'm just raving. But I appreciate you all listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. All right, everybody. That's the end of the show. And seriously, let me know if you like this episode. My email is michael at punchmark.com. This is a new series, so I don't know if it's going to work, but it's something I thought I'd try. This episode was brought to you by Punchmark and produced and hosted by Michael Burpo. It was edited by Paul Suarez with music by Ross Cockrum. Don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave feedback at punchmark.com slash loop. That's L-O-U-P-E. And uh, check back next week for another episode. We'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. Bye.